This is Scott Richmond, the director for New York and New Jersey for ADL, the Anti-Defamation League, coming to you from the front lines. ADL is on the front line every day fighting anti-Semitism and hate, and this show brings that to you from the WVOX studios in New York. In the battle against anti-Semitism and hate, ADL's efforts are worldwide, including in Europe and particularly in Germany. It was recently reported that in Germany in 2022, there have been an average of five anti-Semitic incidents every day for a total of nearly 1,600 this year alone. That is a trend upward, which has been clear for several years. ADL has an office in Berlin that not only monitors anti-Semitism and speaks out, but also takes action. I am pleased that the director of that office, Dahlia Grinfeld, will be joining me on today's show to discuss the situation in Germany. She's ADL's Associate Director for European Affairs. Welcome, Dahlia, too, from the front lines. Hello. So it is clear that incidents are rising in Germany, but give us a sense of what that means. How concerning is the situation? I think data is very important here. There's an NGO on the ground called the Research and Information Center for Antisemitism, RIA, with whom we partner a lot. And in 2021, they recorded 2,738 antisemitic incidents. On average, and this is a very significant number, this means seven anti-Semitic incidents per day. And what this also represents is a 40% increase of anti-Semitic incidents 2021 compared to 2020. So we have a large amount of anti-Semitic incidents. What is also relevant to note is that we have six cases of extreme violence. And this is very high because a year before we only had one. So there seems to be a tendency to more extreme violence. For example, thank God, failed shooting at a Jewish community center in Berlin in 2021. But there seems to be a trend to more extreme violence, which is worrisome. In terms of extreme violence, there was one a few years ago in Halle, Germany, that unfortunately you were closely connected to. Yes, the Halle 2019 shooting was a very extreme case of anti-Semitism in Germany because there have been Jewish people in a synagogue, in a local small synagogue in Halle, coming to commemorate the holiest Jewish day, Yom Kippur, and an extremist, misogynist, anti-Semite, wanted to kill Jews. And he, thank God, didn't succeed. He sadly killed two other people. Um, but that was one of the most extreme cases of anti-Semitism in the last days. It was a wake-up moment for Germany, specifically when it comes to security for Jewish communities and Jewish institutions. But since then, it has been also there has been more anti-Semitic incidents. So it's not a moment of since then it has all become better, but rather since then Germany is still struggling with anti-Semitism. We should add that you were inside that building when that was happening. I know a very traumatic moment for you. Um, and of course, in Germany, there are penalties for hate speech, especially Holocaust denial, unlike in the United States. Can you give us a sense of the difference between the U.S. and Germany when it comes to speech? Absolutely. Well, in the U.S., you have the First Amendment for freedom of speech. We also have that in Germany. But like every democracy, we have different regulations. And one of them is that our criminal code penalizes Holocaust denial. That means it can be up to five years in prison or fine if one person denies the Holocaust, specifically enforced with more than once. And this, this has happened. It is an enforced law. It is not legal to deny the Holocaust in Germany, which is a very big difference to the U.S., where this would be technically allowed. Um, Germany is one of 18 countries internationally, most of them in Europe, I will add, that has this kind of penalization of Holocaust denial. Also, we could talk about BDS, because I know that uh, there are differences in the way that the boycott, divestment, and sanctions movement is handled in Germany versus in the U.S. 
Absolutely. During the pandemic in Germany, there has been one law by the German parliament, the Bundestag, that says that BES and its associations will not be funded by grants by the government, by official universities, for example, will not get rooms at universities. And that ha this has limited them to amount of access to students, to being on campus. It has a little bit drawn out the hate from BDS on campus because they cannot get all of these public rooms and grants, which makes it a bit more easier on campus because this hate is driven out. And there's been a famous quote by Josef Schuster, who's the head of the Jewish community here, the political representation of the Central Council, and he said, BDS is not an opinion. Anti-Semitism is not an opinion. And this is the, one of the main driving forces that you can have of an opinion, can have um, your own right to speak up, but anti-Semitism is not one of them. Oh, we certainly see it differently here in the U.S., but, uh, but, but it is very effective for, uh, for controlling that. Um, let's take an even broader step back. I mean, I'm sure it's very difficult for Americans, especially American Jews, to believe that the country that produced the Nazis now has a growing anti-Semitism problem, given their unique responsibility to never let such hatred get out of hand. I'm, I'm curious your perspective on that. Germany and Germans in general understand that there's a unique responsibility, responsibility because of its action in the Holocaust. There's also a big third-generation trauma for our today's generation who wasn't alive at the time, who feels a lot of guilt. And it's not talked about in one's own family about what happened to our family in the, in the Holocaust. Were they active? Were they resistant? No one knows. So in the third generation today, first of all, no one knows what happened in their family. No one talks about it. And the first sense that everyone has is this guilt. So that means that people engaging with Jewish people is really difficult. It brings up a lot of trauma. It brings up a lot of uncertainty. And this is why it, Jews and the whole Jewish experience, talking to Jewish people is always a bit stressful. I feel like it's stressful for Germans. And this is a general sense that a lot of Jewish people have, that it's just not yet normal to be Jewish. It's always something special. It can be difficult. It can be good. It can be bad. But it's definitely not normalized. Like in the U.S., you would have pop culture about Seinfeld and the nanny, where Jewish life is part of it. And in Germany, it's always something stressful. And to name one thing, Germans encounter Jewish life mostly in three things. That is Holocaust in the textbooks of history, that is anti-Semitic incidents today in the newspapers, and then Israeli-Palestinian conflict and the anti-Semitism of that. So all three in a negative sphere. There's very little room for growth in the sense of positive Jewish influence or just in general Jewish community life. This has changed a little bit in 2021 because it was the celebratory year of 1,700 years of Jewish life in Germany. Yeah, and you were even saying to me that, uh, that non-Jews feel uh, strange when they speak to a Jewish person, always wondering if they're going to be quizzed about their, their uh, Holocaust background, their family's Holocaust background. So really very awkward. Um, we only have a, a minute or so left. I, I'd love to hear um, more broadly about your work in Germany, ADL's work in Germany, teaching young people to combat anti-Semitism. One important program that we're doing is called Words to Action. It trains young Jewish adults on how to address and how to respond to anti-Semitism, which we know is relevant and important. We have 668 young Jewish students in Europe that we've trained just alone this year in 48 trainings. So we are active in empowering young Jewish adults to address anti-Semitism in that sphere, but we're also giving them the tools to do it on their own and to be able to be Jewish young leaders in their world. That's one of the programs that we do here in Europe to fight anti-Semitism. And you also do corporate work, I know. 
And we also have a program for corporates that focuses on anti-bias trainings. This is something that ADL is a pioneer in, in Germany and Europe because it's not as known as in the U.S. We're a little bit behind in Germany. We're about 20 years behind on this front, but we offer this to corporates and are really grateful to partner with companies like Volkswagen to do this and bring this important work on a general anti-hate basis to the corporate world where many people spend a lot of time uh, of their lives in the, in, in, in the workplace. Really uh, amazing. Uh, Dahlia, I have uh, truly enjoyed our conversation and uh, I'm grateful for all the important work you do in Germany and, and across Europe fighting anti-Semitism and hate. Uh, and thank you so much for being on today's show. Thank you. Uh, and, of course, a big thank you to the listeners who tuned in, too, from the front lines, either live on WVOX 1460 AM or as a podcast. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or on Spotify to ensure that you do not miss a show. Just search for From the Front Lines. And also please engage in these important conversations throughout the week by following me on Facebook and Twitter. My handle is at Scott A. Richmond. And our hashtag is fighting hate for good.